2022 has been an extraordinary year for Viewpoint and all of us. Viewpoint has entered a new era after we celebrated its 60 years of achievements. This school year, we finally emerged from the pandemic. We are so proud of our community, which has consistently shown unbelievable unity, resilience, and optimism. Hi, I'm Rachel. As we're looking back to 2022 and looking ahead to 2023, Let's hear about what our faculty want to share with us. What are three words you would use to describe your 2022? I would say challenging. Um, it was a difficult year in many ways. Exciting. Thankfully, there was the balance of um, lots of opportunities and lots of cool things going on, um, both professionally and personally, and fulfilling at the end. Um, because I think when you uh, face challenge and overcome it, and when you are um, excited about things, it leads to fulfillment. Chaotic, stressful, beautiful. The word that comes into mind is thankful. Thankful, which I think a lot of people are thankful. Uh, especially after this whole pa pandemic. The second word I, I think would be grateful. Uh, and the third word uh, for me would be, um, I guess, uh, lucky. I would say hectic, static, and triumphant. Couldn't be better. It's a conjunction, but it still counts as three words. Yeah, so it was a great year. So I would say, yeah, it couldn't be better. Busy exciting and fulfilling. 2022 in three words is hang on tight. I would say fulfilling would be my first word, busy would be my second word, and beautiful would be my third word. So grateful, blessed, and hopeful. Exciting, nerve-wracking, and anticipation. Stressful, draining, and fun. Skills, libraries, and family. Share with us your most important achievements inside and outside of school in 2022. And that is that I took my now 16-year-old son on a extended backpacking trip into the high Sierras that we had been meaning to do for uh, many years since I first introduced him to backpacking. This was always seen as a, a special trip that we would only take when he was old enough to take it. Um, and uh, we went out 26 miles into the wilderness um, and just had an absolutely spectacular time. It's something I'd always hoped to share with my son um, and to have him love backpacking and be able to execute that trip um, the way he did just was um, to me, it just felt like an accomplishment for both of us. It was just something really special. Um, I, the reason that links to my in-school accomplishment is that I was incredibly excited and proud to start the um, Outdoor Adventure Club here in the middle school this fall. Um, it's something that I've been working on since I first returned to Viewpoint, and the idea of taking young people into the wilderness and sharing that experience with them is the thing that drew me to teaching to begin with. Uh, it's the thing that I'm most passionate about, and um, getting that club off the ground, taking two, two groups of kids already out into the wilderness for weekend trips to Arizona, um, that's something I'm really proud of. I was given the Diamond Award from the National Speech and Debate Association, so that was pretty cool. Uh, it, let's talk about inside of school. 
I am lucky enough to be teaching at Viewpoint. Classes are really upper division. So what I like, I think my most important achievement is that I'm able to run almost a pretty close to immersion program. And because of that, I, I can see in my French three honors class you're in, and four honors and AP in my civilization class, I can see a lot of uh, students whose uh, oral skills have gone through the roof. Sometimes even better than their written skills. I think I would have to say outside of school is my coaching capabilities in, in, in runners, and where a lot of runners have excelled and gotten better uh, through, uh, through this year. Outside of school, I have to say my, my greatest achievement was doing something very poorly because I compete in masters track and field and I was training to go to the world championships in 2020 and then because of COVID all the tracks in the area have been shut down so I wasn't very well trained for the national championships this past summer and I didn't want to go because even though my team was kind of counting on me because I didn't want to be embarrassed. And I thought, oh, I gotta get over my ego. No one's even paying attention to me. It's just my self-obsession. So I decided to heck with it. I'm just gonna go even though I know I'm not in the best shape, just for the experience and not worry about what other people think. And I'm almost 60 years old and I'm still battling that demon of worrying what other people think about me, which is so crazy. And so I think just kind of going past that was a great achievement. Um, in school, my greatest achievement was agreeing to grade AP exams. I graded 736 online exams last June in a week, and I'm really proud of that. And I, and I had a really high um, accuracy score, so I was happy that I wasn't just rushing through them. Well, this is the first year in since, I guess, five or six years ago that I got an opportunity to help out with the cross-country team. So uh, it was a lot of fun coaching them and got to see both the boys and girls team win CIF. And then the girls team finished third at state and have their highest finish ever, actually. Uh, so that was a, a, a big achievement. Uh, really, <laughs> their achievement, not mine, but it was cool to be part of it. In my role as Director of Student Wellness, I've been really proud of the work we've been doing to bring together uh, um, our wellness programming from all the way from TK through our 12th grade, creating a scope and sequence um, all the way from sixth grade to twelfth grade. And then outside of school, I'm working towards my doctorate in education, which is also focusing on student wellness. Um, and that's been really engaging and exciting and exhausting. Inside of school, from a professional standpoint, obviously being um, named assistant head of upper school is an is a, a accomplishment that I'm really proud of. I'm excited to have the opportunity to serve the school in a different way. Um, so, so that's certainly part of it, but within the roles that I've had, being able to have, as Dean of Students last spring, being able to have dances in person, um, being able to have a lot of the events that are just traditional hallmarks of our school year and being able to hold them in person um, felt really, really good. Um, so all of those things were great. Um, outside of school, um, I'm, I'm just really proud of my kids. I'm proud that they're doing really well um, and that, that, that they're happy. Relationships I develop with my students, I really um, try and put that on the forefront of my classes. 
even though I'm a dance teacher, that's obviously important for me is really fostering those relationships with my students, getting to know everyone, and even extending those relationships past graduation. I feel really lucky to have a lot of ex-students in my life that keep me updated on their life, you know, past viewpoint, past the community here, into college or whatever they do next. So um, that feels really great when I can still find out what's going on in their lives past school. In terms of, you know, dance related stuff, obviously I'm proud of all of my classes and dancers and their performances. I really love the process that we get to do all year of creating beautiful work and then the culmination of watching the dancers perform is always such a proud and emotional moment for me every year. I really love it. So I would say that would be my in-school proudest achievements. Um, outside of school probably would just be, again, fostered around relationships, being a mom, a wife, um, daughter, sister, and friend. I love the people in my life and I feel really lucky to have great family and friends. Um, and I love being a mom and I love being a wife to my husband, Grayson. So, um, yeah, I'm really proud of my little family and, you know, just all those relationships I have that I'm somehow, even though I feel really busy, as I said earlier, um, to kind of keep those connections. I'm really proud of that. What I do outside is what I bring in, into school too as well. And that's me uh, dedicating myself to going to church every Sunday. Um, because I always take like the lesson that I learn on Sunday and I actually get to apply it to school in a non-religious way, but um, it's always in a positive light. Um, the most important achievement was getting our new curriculum um, in Algebra 2 Trig and Algebra 1. So getting that approved and started to bring it to the 2022-2023 school year. So um, that was pretty important. In school, I don't know that I, I tend not to think of things in terms of like big achievements. I like to focus on each little thing. And so just like every single student that I feel like I had a positive impact on. For me, that's the most important achievement for me. I think inside the school, I started teaching a class that I hadn't taught before, which was screenwriting too in the middle school. And I really love it. I love the dedication of the students. I love delving deeper into screenplays, um, sort of the creative writing of that. Next year, we will have screenwriting in the upper school, so I hope that students will take it and um, just be able to dissect films and uh, like both on the, the page and on the screen. Outside of school, I think I bought an electric bike in uh, August, and I've been biking everywhere. And one, it's actually a great way to get in shape because I try to pedal all the time and not use the throttle. But two, it's like really interesting because you get to see a place that you know intimately from a completely different perspective. And that's sort of um, been really fun. Like uh, last weekend, we, uh, we biked across the valley from the 405 to the 118. And there's bike paths all the way through there, which I like had never known before. And um, yeah, you get to see the, you know, you get to see a place that I've lived all my life from a different perspective. Um, at school, my biggest accomplishments uh, were teaching some new classes, specifically skills and mentors. So that's where my sort of skills thing came from. Um, and also creating a new curriculum for the ninth grade. Teaching the world history class has been really important to me. It took a long time to get that approved, but um, now that it's finally happening, I'm, I'm really proud of it.
And outside of school, uh, this summer, my family and I were supposed to go to Japan, but my kids got COVID like three days before we were supposed to get on the airplane, so that trip fell apart. Uh, we were looking for something else to do during the summer and found this passport challenge uh, that involved going to LA public libraries and collecting stamps from the different libraries. Uh, we ended up going to all 73 Los Angeles public libraries. We visited like every branch library in the city. Um, and so that also felt like a personal accomplishment. What do you think you would have done better or differently in 2022? I think I would um, have stopped thinking I have control over things I don't have control over. Because of the um, chaos of the pandemic and, and all the unknown, I think, I mean, I shouldn't speak for other people, I think I, I reverted to trying to really control things and there's really so little outside myself I have any control over and I think realizing that means I do a better job with what I can do and it just leads to a lot more serenity. So I wish I had remembered that more. Um. I would have stayed off my phone more, less phone time, less screen time, and use that time more productively to, you know, it could be anything as simple as reading more or doing something like that. Uh, but yeah, that, and that, that's a little one, but I would stay off my phone a little bit more this year. And I'll hopefully do the same thing next year. I would have forgiven myself. I think that's the biggest struggle that I've had overall. I think it's a struggle that a lot of my students have too where we make a mistake and then we kind of spiral down it. We focus on how much we've done wrong as opposed to focusing on the good. And I think that if I could have seen, hey, you're getting this award, you're going to be like, you're doing well, it's okay to take a breather and to not hate yourself for every mistake you make. I think that would have been really nice for me. I had a very busy 2022. I think there are times when I could have done less in order to create more balance in my life. Um, I was so excited about all the things I was doing around wellness, so I said yes to everything. Um, and that was, I would kind of exhaust myself, which is the antithesis of wellness. So I think doing a little less would have been good. And there are always, there are always things that wish you could get back, wish you could do again. The fact that I've been doing so many new things and I've had two different roles in two, two years um, at Viewpoint means that, that there are a lot of things that, that I look forward to being able to do the second time. But because so much has been new over the past two years, um, I've gotten one shot at it and then I've handed it off to somebody else. And so, um, I, I mean, there, there are any number of things that, that even as I did it, I knew um, that it would be great to do it again. So thinking, you know, those dances I'm proud of, like the second time planning them would, would have been better than the first. and. Um, going through a second year as Dean of Students would have been better than the first. Um, but, you know, I, I, I also recognize that, that I'm part of teams that are, are really thoughtful and professional, and so um, I try not to dwell on it. For me, especially becoming a new parent, is trying not to always worry about everything going so perfectly. Kind of worry, um, not worrying about things that I can't control. Um, and being okay with the imperfect. Sometimes things don't go according to plan and that's okay, that's part of life. But letting go of that, I really, you know, I kind of can be a worry wart at times 
and really want things to go according to plan, but I'm learning more and more to like let go of that and just kind of embrace being in the moment and you know, sometimes come what may, things will happen as they happen. I think coming out of like last year to this year, I got a lot more lazy with like my exercise because my philosophy with my family is um, eat right and exercise every day. And uh, I kind of lost that this year because everything was so stressful with like work, like getting back into the routine of things. The one routine I gave up on was exercise. So um, I, I want to like get back into exercising every day and like trying to do another triathlon. Yeah. I think time management is always a challenge for me, uh, and I think there's always room for growth for me there. I don't know that it's hard that I don't know that I would have made any particular decisions on it differently, but probably trying to find a way to be okay with less than perfect on things, and so that I can kind of do each thing faster. So many things, <laughs> but I try not to look back. Um, you know, obviously I want to learn from my mistakes, but I always try to not look back and dwell on them and move forward with sort of, you know, with excitement and new purpose and, you know, always trying to achieve more. I wish that I had paid more attention to the first couple of libraries that we visited. Um, partway through that sort of like project, um, my wife began to like take pictures and create an Instagram account, like celebrating the different libraries that we went to. And like by the end, we were like really thorough um, in documenting everything about each bridge that we went to. But I feel like the very first one we went to was Palisades. And we did not take that much photo or video of the first one. And so like, had I known it was gonna be this whole project later on, I would have done more uh, in the beginning. I feel sort of sorry for the first few branches we went to that they didn't get, I guess, complete a treatment. What are your main goals in 2023? Again, really connect to my passion for experiential learning or learning based on, on real world experiences. And I think that it really ties in with Viewpoint's vision of a world ready um, student body. Um, and so I would, I really hope to um, extend the outdoor program. I hope to take ever more kids into the wilderness. I'd love to take some of my high school students into the wilderness as well uh, this coming year. Um, I'm hoping to take a spring break trip of kids on a longer expedition, hopefully do some things over the summer as well. Um, so the more I can stretch and share that, um, that passion that I have, the, the better the year will be. So that's, that's most of where my goals lie. Stay alive. <laughs> um, sorry, I just, I could hear that Hamilton song, just like, stay alive. That's my goal, stay alive. Um, but I think overall to generally try to be as supportive I can, as I can to my students and try to help us all learn to give ourselves a little bit more grace. Uh, I think that I used to plan these really big goals, like here is the amount of things that I'll choreograph this year, here are the amount of students that are gonna go to state this year. And I think this year I wanna focus on just see everyone happier and healthier because I think that's a lot of what we lost during COVID was just learning how to be people around each other. I think very much of the same. 
to continue the good work here at, uh, at Viewpoint as far as uh, my students, because I really enjoy teaching them. Uh, continue traveling, which I will be already, I'm going to be going to France and visiting some other parts of France. Uh, my main goal is to, to achieve higher level in my coaching. I think that uh, be able to go uh, beyond uh, what we call CIF. Well, I lived in Germany as a teenager, and I have my PhD in Russian literature, and my uh, speaking ability of Russian and German is so rusty right now, it, it's so painful, it hurts my heart, because I think of when I could just speak so fluently and express anything and everything, and so I thought, um, I have a little more time this year, so I am going to try and recharge my language ability and one thing I do which is really fun is when I go to church I open up a German Bible and so when the pastor is reading scripture in English I always read it in German <laughs> simultaneously because I love the expressions I'm reading a Bible from the 16th century so it's also fun to do that um, and I so I think I'm going to pick up um, some German and or Russian newspapers magazines and see if I can bring some language back an extension of 2022, uh, you know, still going to continue to spend as much time as possible with the family. We've got a mini goal to have the kids get to all the states before they graduate and all the continents before they graduate. Um, so, you know, last year we traveled quite a bit. This year we've already got a trip planned for New for New Year's. Where we're going to get four new states in. We're going to New Orleans. And we'll go to New Orleans. Uh, well, so we'll go to Louisiana, Mississippi. Alabama and Texas, four states they haven't been to. So right at the beginning of the year, we'll have that one that we'll knock out. Um, and then I'm sure we'll plan other trips through the course of the year to, to knock off additional states and additional countries. So I hope to continue to bring the wellness programming together, um, but with the idea of sort of streamlining it as well. So it's that idea of bringing great content that will really support students. You know, from a professional standpoint, really starting to think about uh, early, planning early for what my second year as assistant head will be, um, starting to think about projects that we can take on to, to continue to improve the experience for students in the upper school, students and faculty um, in the upper school. Um, with myself and my family really looking forward to the possibility of traveling overseas as a family. We had a trip that was planned last summer that um, two of us had to stay home for. And so, um, you know, hoping that this, this year, this summer, um, things, things stay stable and we stay healthy and we're able to, to all go together as a family to, to travel overseas and explore the world. In terms of school, my main goal is to update the math curriculum for Algebra 1 and Algebra 2 um, and also working with the middle school math teachers to update their curriculum. So as a teacher, that's my main goal and focus. Spiritually for me, uh, that's my big thing is self-care for myself because um, I have to be well in order to give good advice to other people. So it's, it's uh, self-care. Um, I'm having another baby, so I think one of my main goals in 2023 heading into this new year, especially the first half of the new year, um, I guess will be just kind of balancing, creating this baby in my belly and, you know, finishing off the school year really strong and making sure 
everything's in place for next year and then obviously just growing a healthy baby and making sure I do everything I need to to keep my body healthy um, so that this baby gets everything he needs. Finding a better manageable system for like keeping track of all of my students um, in like all sorts of ways, right? Like the assignments that they're behind on, um, issues that they're struggling with in terms of the course content, things that I might see going on with them in kind of a more personal way. Um, yeah, that's something I've been thinking a lot about is how I can hold all of that in a digital way that isn't just in my head, that makes it easier to track, and then use that to help the students. Hopefully teach the best that I can, and um, what I really am excited about in 2023 is hopefully getting back to traveling, right? I really, really love to travel, and you know, of course, being a teacher gives you great swaths of time to actually travel in, but uh, yeah, we're, we're talking about maybe taking the bikes up to the Pacific Northwest and, and biking a lot there. Uh, you know, my family is maybe talking about going to Europe, so I hope that, uh, yeah, I hope I get to travel in 2023. I'm really hoping to climb Mount Chokai with my family. This is a, a mountain in my wife's hometown. I'm hoping that we get to go to Japan this coming summer and that I'll get to climb that mountain. Um, and uh, I'm also sort of hoping to do a road trip around Hokkaido, the northernmost island of Japan. I'm also uh, planning to cook and bake more food in the next year. In 2023, are you going to try any new things you never did before? A slightly humorous response and say that at the ripe old age of 50 years old, I feel like I've tried a lot of things and there aren't that many things that I still have on my list to keep trying. Um, I have some, some uh, surf trips that I really want to go on. I have some amazing countries and cultural experiences I want to engage in. Um, there are always things that int interest and excite me, but not that many things that are going to be completely new to me. I always do try to throw in a new experience whenever I go somewhere, uh, whether that be new food, which is my favorite thing, I love food, whether it be trying to cook something new, I'm probably going to do things like that, but um, overall I think I'm trying to just feel more comfortable and at home rather than feeling like I have to be doing things, which is I guess a new thing for me. <laughs> trying to force myself to relax and take breathers is very new for me. I like to try to lose a few pounds, maybe do a little bit more cycling. Now I'm going to go back to athletics. I have a dream of doing hurdles, and I have no idea how I could do hurdles because I don't know how to do them, I don't have a coach, there are no tracks around, but I, I'm going to somehow try, try to pick up that skill. Uh, 2023 is going to be an interesting year for me because I turn 50 next year, so I really want to take advantage of the fact that I'm going into a new age group from a running perspective. I haven't run competitively in about 30 years. So now that I'm hitting 50 though, I'm thinking to use that as the impetus to get out there and start running more consistently and more competitively than I have in a long time. Um, so that comes with a lot of commitment. So I'll have to like lose some weight, I'll have to run every day, I'll have to do a little more than just go out and jog with the team. But we'll see if we can do it. Seems like a decent goal. Once COVID opened, I kidnapped my three kids and we went and jumped out of a plane. We, we parachute skydived together on all on the same plane. And we just did it to celebrate COVID's over. 
Um, I actually want to do and learn how to do lessons and do it uh, free, free, free solo parachuting. Like go myself and jump out of the plane myself. Like that's something I, I really am intrigued in and want to put my time into like maybe th this year. I hopefully will be traveling this summer for about a month going to um, different cities that I've never been to. Um, so there's about three different places, which would be exciting because it's going to be a road trip and I've never road tripped across the East Coast. So that's something new and exciting that I'm looking forward to. are you planning to read in 2023? Um, on my bedside table right now is The High Sierra, A Love Story by Kim Stanley Robinson. It's a book that someone who uh, is a dear friend and who knows me very well and who has been on a Sierra expeditions with me gave to me. Um, and uh, I've heard people rave about the book, so I'm really excited, hopefully over Christmas break, to get into that one. Um, and the other thing, it's not exactly a book, but the other thing that I'm always looking to get back into are something called the Surfer's Journal. It's a, it's a publication that comes out six times a year. It's a magazine, but it's a very high quality magazine with art, uh, pieces of literature, stories about travel, history of surfing. Um, and it really, um, it really fuels my soul to read the Surfer's Journal. It's really uh, one of my favorite things. And I've got, I, I'm so busy with the rest of my life that I've got a stack of unread issues um, that, is, that is constantly a reminder on my bedside table. So that's what I should be getting into next. The book that I'm probably going to be rereading like at the start of 2023 is I'm Glad My Mom Died. It's a beautiful book, really well written. Uh, great for performers. I know it sounds terrible, but it is actually a really wonderful book that addresses how we cope with abusive relationships and because like those relationships are still important to us, right? And so I think that's one of the ones that I'm most interested in. Oh, and then The Toyer is another one that I'm going to be rereading to try to cut into a good piece. And that one's a really interesting crime thriller type of piece, which you should try performing if you're interested. I am a fanatic of a French writer called Marc Levy. And uh, I read most of his books. And there's some new ones that just came out in November. So I'm going to, to order them as soon as possible. And I'm pretty well versed in the 18th and 19th centuries and early 20th centuries. But contemporary or recent books are my weakness. So I want to read um, All the Pretty Horses by McCarthy. There's a book called On Such a Fell Sea by Lee, Gilead by Robinson, and this is actually a German novel, Austerlitz by Siebald, and Atonement by McEwen. So um, those are on my list right now. I just It kind of depends on what I can get from the library though. I picked up um, Fire and Blood, which is a George R.R. R. Martin book. He wrote the Game of Thrones books. and. Um, I'm wildly obsessed with those books and TV shows. So. The two books I have on my shelf right now that I haven't got to that I really want to get to is Barack Obama's book, um, A Promised Land. And then the other book I really want to read, I don't know if you know who Matthew Perry is, but he's from mm -hmm. Friends. And he just released a book kind of, I think, talking about his addiction and I think some Fred, Friends tidbits in there. So I think that would be a nice balance to Barack Obama's book. So. Um, I'm hoping to get through those. His book is called um, Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing by Matthew Perry. So those are the two I'm hoping to get to in the next little bit here.
my son's girlfriend, she's very religious, and we're both reading a book uh, that she gave me called uh, Holy Moments. And uh, so we always talk about it, like if we all go out to dinner, my son and her, his girlfriend, we would go out to dinner, we would talk about uh, the book. And the holy moments are about just uh, spiritual well-being, doing a good deed every day kind of a thing, which is kind of my philosophy every day anyway. It's like I want to help somebody every day. I want to do a good deed every day. One of them is called fun. It's how to have, like, what does fun mean? And <clears throat> the other one, um, I plan to read is the Angela Davis memoir, so I'm going to read that, and um, uh, I have to finish this one that I've been thinking about, which is called uh, this Discover, I think it's called The Discovery of Witches, so I have to finish that book. A series that I've been kind of getting into a little bit is the Discworld series by uh, Terry Pratchett, Sir Terry Pratchett, shall I say. Um, so I'll probably try to read a few of those books. But um, Shut Down by Unto's, this is a book uh, that got added to the global econ curriculum that I have not read yet. So I'm going to read this probably, maybe I'll be finishing it in 2023. I'm going to start in 2022. Um, but that's one. Um, I'm looking forward to reading Freezing Point, which is a fairly old novel by a Japanese novelist who's a Christian. I don't know. I sort of, I mean, I read a lot and I, I sort of try to go wherever, you know, my, my interest at the time takes me. I'm kind of quixotic, so it's like, you know, I can jump here and jump here and jump here. But right now I'm really uh, historically reading about the Victorian times in England. And I am reading a really cool book right now, which is called Taste, and it's the history of Britain through its food. Um, and they have all these little, like, cool stories in it. So for example, the, uh, the, tree, the cherry trees in England, I guess, are in very clear pathways. And uh, some historians think that the Romans would eat cherries and throw the pits out as they marched across England and the cherry trees would, you know, jump up. The words we heard most were grateful, Busy, fulfilling, beautiful. Yes, we all have so many remarkable memories, incredible successes, and exciting new goals. Let's pray for 2023 to be a fruitful, meaningful, and joyful year. May all your dreams come true. Happy New Year!